everyone. And um, I love listening to her talk because I learn something every single time she talks. Um, she is, well, I've let the cat out of the bag. She's our 2023 top coach of the year or body partner, however you want. She worked her tail off to be the top coach of the year. So definitely want to give her some props. Uh, she is a five-time elite coach as well. She's an eight-star diamond coach. She is from Goodyear, Arizona. And yes, it has been a good year for Natasha Pearson. Come on in. Hello, hello. I'm still trying to figure out what a mug pie is. Hopefully they have those at the gallery. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear it's really, it's chocolate in a cup. Okay. That's all I care about. So uh, the title doesn't matter. Welcome, all welcome, right. welcome. I'm um, so excited to be here. <laughs> thank you. Tosh, when was the last time I had you on the wake up call? It was when I was pregnant with my third baby in 20, okay. 2019. It was the last okay. time I and you've, you've given birth to your fourth baby. So, yeah. right. So I'm going to let you have the stage today. Why don't we do it this way? Tell a little bit about your story for those who don't know you. And ladies and gentlemen, tag new coaches, because what she has to talk about today is everything you all are asking about is more engagement with your posts. And this is what Natasha is talking about today. So I'm going to step out of the way and take it away. All right. Well, I will start off with my story because everything really always boils back down to my health and fitness journey. And my health and fitness journey started with body over 10 years ago. I was always a little bit overweight growing up. I was bigger than all of my friends. I was always very self-conscious and insecure in my skin. And I went to college and I gained even more weight. After college, I graduated and I started Teach for America. So I moved across the country from Seattle to North Carolina. And I went home for Christmas break one year. And I remember going to all of these holiday parties and I was going back to school, flying back to North Carolina. And I remember the plane landed and I turned my phone out of airplane mode and I got an email notification. This was so long ago, there was no Facebook app. I got an email notification that my mom had tagged me in like, 87 pictures and I was just panicking. I was like, oh my gosh, what did my mom tag me in? My very first thought was I need to race home and go untag myself from all of these pictures before any of my friends see them. And it was an hour long drive. So I remember I got my luggage, hopped in the car, got home. I walked into my house. I didn't even take my shoes off. I opened up my laptop and I just started untagging photos as fast as possible. And I wasn't even looking at them. And while I was doing that, I had this thought like, oh my gosh, this is really sad. Like I am so insecure. I don't like what I look like to the point that I am going to these crazy lengths. Well, I guess it wasn't that crazy, but I'm tagging myself because I don't want other people to see. And that was my wake up call that I needed to make a change. And it wasn't like I hadn't tried to lose weight before. I tried all of the quick fixes, all of the fad diets. I always wanted to lose weight, but this moment was my, it was almost like my rock bottom point where I was finally ready to put in the hard work, to exercise and to start eating healthy. And so I went online. I had no idea how to lose weight. I was the girl that thought Costco muffins were a healthy breakfast option. Um, so I started going to YouTube and trying to figure out how can I actually start getting results. I was teaching at the time in a very small town, so I wasn't going to go to the gym because I didn't want other people to see me work out. And I went on Amazon and I found a DVD of hip hop abs. 
And I grew up as a dancer and I'm like, you know what? I enjoy dancing. I could exercise while dancing. I really think that I could stick to that. And so I went and I got that copy of hip hop abs. It was $12. I didn't even know that Beachbody had programs. It was literally one of the workouts from hip hop abs. And I did that workout twice a day for over a month. And it was the same one. I still remember it. I have the whole thing memorized still tilt, tuck and tighten. Um, and after a month of that and just eating healthier foods, I had lost 10 pounds and I felt incredible. And I actually felt like I could keep going with what I was doing. Whereas before all of these fad diets, I would stick to it for maybe a week. And then I would end up eating even more and gaining even more weight back. But this was something different. And my belief in body started to grow. And I was tired of hip hop abs. It started getting a little easy. So I went to the beach body website because I kept seeing all of the infomercials and I saw insanity. And it was like the big pack of DVDs. Tell me in the comments, does anyone have that big pack of insanity DVDs? <laughs> I think I got rid of it. I wish I still had it though. But I remember at the, that Christmas party, my mom was tagging me in all those photos. My uncles were talking about this program insanity and how it was the hardest program ever and that they could barely do it. And I am the type of person where I like to prove people wrong. And I got, I got insanity. I was like, I'm going to show everyone that I can do this. And I was so humbled. I got it in the mail. I did my very first workout and I didn't even make it 30 seconds into the warm up before I had to take a break. Like it was really hard, but I kept telling myself, I just need to show up. Even if I can't do the workouts, I'm going to walk in place and I'm going to try to do a little bit more every single day. So fast forward, I made it all the way through insanity. I had been doing hip hop abs and with body in six months, I had lost over 50 pounds, but not only that, I had this newfound confidence um, and I was physically capable of doing so much more. I was never even able to do a push up on my knees. And after insanity, I was doing 10 push ups on my toes. I was even having push up contests with some of my high schoolers. And I started training for a half marathon and I just felt amazing. I went from being that friend who avoided the beach in any scenario where I had to wear a swimsuit or shorts to being the friend that was like, Hey, let's go to the, let's go to the ocean this weekend. Let's go to the water park. Like I wanted to do those things. I really wanted to start living my life. So fast forward, I met my husband, we got married a year later. I was able to maintain my weight loss and I got pregnant with our first right away, right after we got married. And during my pregnancy, I had a really hard pregnancy and ended up gaining over 50 pounds while I was pregnant. I couldn't exercise. I was very sick the entire time. The only thing that made me feel better was eating carbs. I fell out of all of my good habits and I gained the weight back. But at least this time, I knew that I had a solution to help me lose the baby weight. So after I had my daughter, um, now Shanti had Insanity Max 30, which was way better for me since I was a mom now. And I started doing that program. And that was what helped me lose the baby weight. And around that time, I had seen a friend of mine from high school posting on Facebook how she was putting together a group of a bunch of women who were going to do Insanity Max 30 together. And I asked her if I could join her group. And it was in her group that I realized, oh my gosh, she is earning income by helping people get started with their health and fitness journey. People have already been asking me for years how I've been getting results. This is a no brainer because at the time, my husband and I decided that after I gave birth to our daughter, I would quit my job to stay home with her. And things were really tight for us. And I was looking for a way to make money from home. And this 
was the answer. It was a way that I could do something I was already doing, do something that I loved, make an impact in other people's lives and earn a little bit of income along the way. So I dove into coaching right away and I hit success club. I hit success starters. I hit diamond in three weeks as a coach and I was loving what I was doing around the eight or nine month mark though. I kind of hit this wall in my business where I felt like I had already talked to all of my Facebook friends. Everyone knew what I was doing. Everyone saw my results and things really started to slow down. And I think I was at month nine in, you know, working to become a success club all-star and I missed success club. And that was my moment where I'm like, you know, if I really want to do something with this, if I want to be consistent, if I want to work towards growing a business, I need to find a way to grow my circle. I need to find a way to reach more people. And that is where my social media nerd kind of emerged and I became a student. I actually went to school. I have a business degree in marketing and entrepreneurship, but social media marketing wasn't a thing when I was in college. So I had to teach myself everything that I knew. I saw this huge opportunity to be able to reach thousands, if not millions of people. And if I could figure out how it worked, I could really utilize this to grow my business. But what I didn't know at the time is, you know, it doesn't really matter how many followers you had. At first, I was like, I need to grow my following. I need I need more eyeballs on me. But if the people who are following you don't care about what you're talking about, it's not going to help you grow a business. You need to be able to grow a following of engaged people, of people who care what you have to say. You are going to have a more successful business with fewer people who want to hear what you have to talk about rather than a ton of people who aren't really following along on your journey. So over the past seven years as a coach, I have studied social media. Like I literally do it on my free time. I'm kind of a nerd about it. And I have come to you today with my top five tips of everything I have done over the years to help me grow an engaged community. And social media is always changing. But a lot of these things that I'm going to talk about today, you are going to be able to use for years and years and years, no matter how the algorithm changed. So all of these tips, they can apply to multiple social media platforms, but I'm mostly going to be talking about Instagram today um, because for me personally, that is still where I am getting most of my new customers, where I am finding coaches to join my team. It's all on Instagram, but again, you can use these tips across all platforms. So let's dive into it. Number one, and you may have recently seen Body send out the Find Your Tribe book by the Category Pirates about niching down. That is my very first tip for you is you need to have a niche. You are now using social media as a business owner. When people come to your page, they need to know what it is that you have to offer. Back in the day, like five years ago, how social media was taught was to find five things that make you you and start posting about those five things. That doesn't work anymore. You need to have a niche. You need to have a page that is focused around one topic and you need to position yourself as an expert. Um, so I like to think and I tell my team, your niche is going to be what problem body solved for you and who are you? Because whatever problem was solved for you, you are going to be able to help other people do that and you are going to be a specialist in that area. I want you to think of this example. If you were gonna go get a nose job, 
you probably wouldn't just go to Google, find a plastic surgeon and just go to any plastic surgeon because they're going to be touching your face. You are going to look for the person who does the best nose jobs, who they do it all day long, every single day, because you want somebody who is an expert in that one area. And when you can really become focused on who it is that you're serving and become an expert in that area, you are going to have more of your people engaging with your content and trusting that you are going to be able to help help them hit a certain goal. So a couple of questions to help you figure out what your niche is, is what makes you unique? Um, who do you love working with? What problem has body solved for you? How can you help somebody do that same thing? Who do you want to help and how do you want to help them hit their goals? So really think about niche pages on Instagram and why this works for them. I always go to like dog accounts or cake baking accounts or meme accounts, and they all have millions and millions of followers. And it's because people know exactly what to expect on that page. They know the content that they are signing up to see, which means you need to find your niche and be posting that same content so your followers know exactly why they are following you and how you are going to help them. And make sure that your niche is related to your health and fitness in some sort of way. Again, you are using social media as a business owner. And if you are trying to help people get started with health and fitness products, that is a problem that you should be solving on your page. That is what your content should be geared around. But figure out where exactly within health and fitness do you fit in. All right, tip number two is know exactly how the apps work. So I'm gonna talk about Instagram here. We have Instagram, the feed, where you have posts and reels, and then we have Instagram stories. And these really work hand in hand together, and you need to be using both of them. So Instagram feed, so post and reels. I want you to think of these as your outreach. This is where you're going to find new people to come to your page. When you're posting a story, new people aren't going to see it. Only your current followers are going to see your story. So if you want to grow your community, you need to be posting to your feed. This is how you're going to attract new people. Every time I post, I do it with the assumption that whoever is seeing this has no idea who I am. So I make sure that I'm speaking to my ideal client in every single post. This is how they're going to come to me. They're going to know exactly what I'm posting about, and they're going to want to come back to my page because they see that all of my content is related to my niche. Here's the other thing. I'm curious. Give me like a thumbs up on this video. If you have ever thought to yourself, the algorithm hates me. Like the algorithm never shows my content to anyone. Like my, my content's not getting pushed out there. Here's the thing. The algorithm is a computer. It cannot hate you but you can actually train the algorithm to favor your content. And this is why it's also important to have a niche and be posting about that niche on your feed all the time, because you want to train the algorithm what your content is. If you are posting all over the map, like one day you're sharing your dog, then you're sharing a recipe, then you are sharing you know, gardening tips, and then you're sharing your, your weight loss results or whatever it might be, you are confusing the app. It does not know where to categorize you, so it's not going to show your content to anyone. Whereas if you are consistently posting in your niche category, 
Now, anytime somebody searches for that topic, the algorithm is going to go, hey, you know, Tasha always posts about postpartum weight loss and her 100 pound weight loss journey. So now I know if someone's searching for 100 pound weight loss or postpartum weight loss, they're probably going to like her content. So I'm going to show her content to those people. You can actually train the app to favor your content by staying within your niche. Now let's talk about Instagram stories because we have these people coming into our feed. We're able to attract all of these new people, but how do we actually convert them into paying customers? And this is going to happen on your stories. And I love Instagram stories because this gives you a way to connect with hundreds, if not thousands of people at the exact same time. So your goal is to become a professional friend maker. When you think about your very first customers, they were likely your friends and family because they already knew you, they already liked you, they trusted you. So your job is to connect with your new followers, become friends with them so you build that trust and that's how you are going to convert them into paying customers. So when you are connecting with people, make sure that you're sharing the personal stuff. If someone comes to watch your stories and they just see, you know, your energize or your workout or what you're eating, you are not humanizing yourself. You need to share some of that personal content as well. And I like this example, you know, if I were going to mommy and me gymnastics with my toddler and I was trying to make friends with the other moms there, I wouldn't say to them like, oh man, I did this hard workout this morning and I like, I'm so sore that I'm not going to connect with them because that we don't have that in common. So how I connect with my people is I start sharing the stories that my people are going to connect with. If I were making friends at mommy and me gymnastics, I might talk about how my toddler is literally taking a bath strike. I do not know how to get her in the tub. It has been like a week of fighting. She's starting to smell bad. What do I do? And I ask for help. And now we are connecting on a different level. So now that I have that friendship and I'm sharing more about my health and fitness journey along the way, I already have trust built. So if they are interested in getting started with me, they're going to be more likely to sign up. There's this really great book by Gary Vee. It's called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And the whole premise of the book is that you are sharing tons of value before you ask people to join you. You can't always just be asking for sales on your Instagram story and only inviting to your groups on your Instagram stories. You need to be making sure that you are providing value in some type of way three times as much as you are asking people to join your group. I personally invite to something on my Instagram stories every single day, whether it is the business opportunity or inviting people to join my body confidence club and getting started on their health and fitness. So I know if I'm going to be inviting every single day, I also need to be offering a lot of value every single day. So I make sure I make sure to share those personal stories, connect with people, but I also share tips that are related to my health and fitness journey. I might share recipes or I might regurgitate what I read in my personal development that is keeping me motivated today. So again, to recap that, our feed is our outreach. That's how we bring people to us. Our stories is how we can connect with them on a more personal level and then convert them into paying customers. All right, let's talk about what to post. This is number three, and I think this is a really hot topic. I don't know what to post on my feed. Here's my best tip for you. You need to be authentic. And I know when I first started coaching, I wanted to have so much success. I started watching what other top coaches were doing, what they were posting about, and I tried to take what they were doing and put my own spin on it, but it didn't work. What started to work for me was when I actually put my blinders on, I stopped looking at what everyone else was doing, and I just said to myself, 
I'm going to use social media as my health and fitness diary. I am going to share everything that I'm doing, what I'm eating, my workouts, my results, what's keeping me motivated. And I'm just going to share what's working for me. And when I stopped looking at what other people were doing and stopped trying to be like other people and just owned my own journey, I started having more success and I was able to connect with a lot more people. So when it comes to posting, we need to make sure that we are offering a lot of value. We need to give value, 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 and then you can ask for your offer. You can invite people to join you. Um, so how you give value is either by educating, entertaining, or inspiring. And this can be through your own personal stories. This can be through sharing tips, um, but making sure that you are offering value so people want to come to your page every single day. They want to see what you are talking about and making sure that you are sharing a lot of stories. So anytime I have a coach on my team that says, I don't know what to post, my response back is, are you actually doing the vital behaviors? Are you doing them like just going through the motions or are you actually working towards getting some type of result, whatever that might look like for you, because results look different for everyone. For some of us, it might be weight loss. Other people, it might be muscle gain or mobility or working on your mindset. But we all must be working towards getting some type of result in our business and being proof that our products work and not just going through the motions. Because I know for me, when I am really focused on doing the vital behaviors every single day, I have so much content. My personal development is inspiring me. I'm, I'm feeling stronger when I'm doing my workouts. I'm not just going through these motions. And when I am able to follow the vital behaviors and really authentically share my journey, this is helping me connect with my ideal customer and showing other people that what they are looking to do is achievable. And I'm showing them what is possible. It's really important to be sharing personal stories as well, because there's a huge difference between saying, you know, I, I really was uncomfortable in my skin. And so I started doing these home workouts and eating healthy and I was able to lose 10 pounds and now I feel amazing. People don't connect to that. Yes, we all have, we might have a similar story to that, but when you can be detailed and really share the emotion behind what it is that you are doing, that's going to help you build a deeper connection and show what is possible. So an example of really sharing a story is making sure that you can paint a picture so people feel like they are in the moment with you. You know, I always talk about the time where I one of the times I really realized I needed to lose weight was when I went shopping and I went walked into American Eagle. I looked at this wall of jeans and I needed a new pair of jeans, but I was a size 14 or 16, which was all the way up at the top. I couldn't reach it. And I knew the only way to actually get the jeans to try on was I would have to call somebody over. They would actually have to get on a ladder, go up to the top and grab the jeans for me. And I did not want to draw that attention to myself. I felt so embarrassed and I just ended up walking out of the store. And that was one of the moments where I realized, you know, my, my weight is holding me back from a lot of things and I need to make a change. And when you can share those stories, people feel the emotion behind it. And that is when they're going to say, man, I feel that exact same way. And if she's doing this, I can do this too. So when I, whenever I sit down to post and I hear this a lot, and again, tell me in the comments, have you ever like carved out time in your business? This is my time to post. And you sit down and you're like, I don't even know what to do. I get that way a lot as well. 
And in fact, I think of my best posting ideas when I am either driving or when I'm in the shower, when those aren't really ideal times for me to be posting. And so what I do to help me is whenever I come up with a content idea, whether it be during a workout or when I'm reading or when I'm washing my hair, I have a folder on my phone where I save all of my content ideas. If I am scrolling Instagram or TikTok and something sparks an idea, instead of just like stopping everything I'm doing and going to make a post, I save it for later. I have a saved folder within my Instagram where I save different sounds or different images or posts that are giving me inspiration. So now when I have time to actually sit down and post, if I am feeling like a brain fart and I don't know what to do, I have a folder in my Instagram and I have a notepad on my phone where I have a ton of posts written down. So when it also comes to posting, you need to know and pay really close attention to what is working. This is going to help you refine your social media feed. And what I want or what I want you to do and what I have done is I experiment with all different types of content. And this isn't just topics, but it's also different types of posts, different types of reels. Um, I might do a voiceover. I might do one where I'm talking to the camera. I might do a green screen reel. I might try posting about a specific topic. And then I use my analytics to figure out what is actually working and what my community is engaging with. Because what works for me might not work for you. And what works for someone else might not work for me. So how I figure out what works for me is I pay attention to the data. And then I take what's working and I repeat that. And I do it over and over and over again while I am trying new content. So I can come up with you know, three to four things I know always really perform well. If you go to my Instagram, a lot of my reels, I will say, you know, I'm down 50 pounds, 80 pounds, 90 pounds, wherever I'm at in my journey. And this is what I'm eating today for weight loss. I use that tagline header intro all the time because every time I do that, I found that my videos are getting more, more views. And so I do it on repeat because it really works for me. All right. Now, tip number four, and this is how you're going to stay current and how you are going to stay relevant on all of the changes that are always happening on social media, because I feel like things are constantly changing. And once you have it figured out, it just changes again. So this is going to be study your own behaviors on how you are using the app. So really intentionally sit down. I do this for 10 to 15 minutes every single day. And I just get on reels or I get on Instagram and I start scrolling, but I do it with intention. And what I mean by that is if I swipe away from a video, I take a second and I think, okay, why did I just swipe away from that video? When did I swipe away from that video? Was it immediately or did I lose interest a couple seconds in? I also pay attention to when I watch videos multiple times. I pay attention to when I actually click to read the comments. And I ask myself and I get curious about why am I behaving this way so I can take those things and apply it to my own content. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples of this. I realized when I was scrolling one day that I would swipe by certain videos really quickly. And it was when there have, have you guys heard of the millennial pause? I feel like I can't even use that because I am a millennial, but the millennial pause is when you have a pause before you get into what you are saying. And I found that when I was watching reels or TikTok videos, that anytime somebody took a breath, or there was a pause before they got into their content, I just swiped away because our brains work really quickly. And if it doesn't immediately get our attention, we don't even want to see it. So I asked myself, why am I swiping away? Well, it's because there's a pause before this person starts speaking. So what can I do? How can I apply this to my content? 
I start most of my videos halfway through my first word. That is what I do. I don't, I make sure there's no pause. I get straight into my topic. The other thing I have learned from scrolling is to create curiosity and get people watching your entire reel or your entire video. I was scrolling one day and I saw this reel and I saw there was this guy, he poured a bag of M&Ms into a bowl. I'm curious if anyone has seen this. And then he started cracking eggs into the M&Ms and then he was whisking it. And I'm over here thinking like, what is this person making like an M&M omelet that looks disgusting? And then he put in the flour and sugar and then he started mixing it all together and it turned out he was actually making a like a cake cookie or a cookie cake and i went to the comments because i'm like that was really weird why did he do that and i actually saw somebody comment on this video and they said i'm not a baker but wouldn't it have been easier if you first made the cake mix and then stirred in the m m's and the creator responded to this comment and said yes it would have been easier, but this video wouldn't have got as many views. And what I learned from that is, wow, like he's creating curiosity. He's taking something simple, presenting it in a different way that gets people watching and commenting. So that's what I need to do. I need to get people curious. I need to get them watching my content all the way through. So I applied this and I tested it out um, with a couple of recipes. I share a lot of the food that I eat. One of my favorite dinners is spaghetti squash spaghetti. So one day I shared this and I said, I'm making my favorite dinner, spaghetti squash spaghetti. I got into how I made it. Then a couple days later, I did the exact same thing, but I presented it in a different way. I just got straight into making what I was doing. And at the very end of the video, I said, that's how I make my favorite dinner, my spaghetti squash spaghetti. That video had 10 times more engagement and 10 times more views because people were watching it for longer. I wasn't giving away the punchline two seconds in. I was making sure that the people who were curious watched all the way to the end so they could see what it was that I was doing. All right. And last, I get this question all the time. How often do I need to post? <laughs> What's the magic number? How many reels should I be doing a day? How many TikToks should I be doing a day? How many static feed posts do I need to be doing a day? And the answer is whatever you can do consistently. Yes, there might be some magic number out there, but if you cannot do it consistently, it's going to create burnout. You're not going to want to show up on social media. You're going to get really frustrated. So whatever you can do consistently is the right answer. And this is also going to train your audience. So this doesn't mean post every single day and never take a break. In fact, a couple years ago, I started taking Sundays off of social media. In fact, it's gotten to the point I do not even open Instagram on Sundays or TikTok on Sundays. It is a family day for me. And I don't post, I don't show up on my stories. Even if there is something that I really wanna share, I don't do it. I make sure that I set that boundary and I stick to it. And if I, there is something I wanna share, I'll post it on Monday. But I take Sundays off completely. That gives myself a break, but I also am very consistent with it. I'm not posting for three weeks straight and then taking a week off. I'm consistent with my one day break every single week. And I've trained my community to know that this is the day I take my break every single, every single week. And so they know, okay, I'm excited for Monday because Tasha's going to be posting again. I have, I follow a couple of people on social media where they only post on the weekends. They don't post during the weekdays, but because they are so consistent, I'm so engaged with their stories on the weekends. And I can't wait for Friday because I know, man, I can't wait to see what they're posting this week. And I can't see, wait to see what projects they're working on. But that consistency is what is going to be so important when it comes to building trust with your community. But at the end of the day, 
after all of those tips, the one thing that I want you to remember is, and if you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, I live by the mantra, messy action is better than inaction. There is so much to learn about social media. I could literally talk about this all day long. I don't want to be on the wake up call all day long, although I could, I love social media, but you just need to jump in and you just need to start go back in my feed and scroll back seven years and you will see some of the things I posted is very embarrassing, but that was how I learned. And that was how I got better. And so if you're feeling overwhelmed by all of this, just do something and take baby steps, learn from what you are doing. You will consistently get better and you're going to consistently refine your message and your niche. And you are going to grow that engaged community who wants to see everything that you are posting. All right, Sandy. Whew, I need to take a breath. <laughs> I just thought I would put that little lower third up there to remind everybody why you're the top coach of the year. Thank you, Natasha. You know, I'm blown away by you every time you speak. And you know, you and I have had a lot of conversations <laughs> and I've asked you questions like, but, but is it duplicatable? But, but, and you know what? You dropped a lot of truths today. And I still, when I hear you think about my activities on social media, so you not only dropped so many social media truths, you're also a product of the product, okay? I mean, for almost eight years, that's all you've been doing is using our products, uh, use uh, postpartum uh, communication with people, engaging people who are in the same boat as you. I mean, you have been doing exactly what we ask coaches to do, and I can't thank you enough for just putting it in perspective of um, how it works and what you've learned. And anybody watching right now or listening to the podcast later on can do this. Just educate yourself and, and monitor behaviors and you can outsmart that bot that. Yeah, because I remember when you said, you know, this isn't duplicatable. And I'm like, this is literally the most duplicatable thing you can do. I'm just following the programs and sharing what I do. I share my tracker every day. I share, you know, I, I ask myself, what are the basic principles of the to be mindset? Because that's what I follow and I love and I swear by it. But I'm like, water first, veggies most, use the scale and track everything. So I'm like, I'm just going to share that every single day. I'm going to share my water. I'm going to share my the, res, the incremental results that I'm getting, what I'm eating, what I'm doing, and just authentically share how I'm getting results and really just treat social media like my diary. And that yeah, is what the difference. That's possible. the difference. You're not salesy. You're not saying buy, you know, buy this. You are you are sharing your journey, you're sharing your struggles, you're sharing your story. Everything that you do, yes, it is duplicatable. And you were top coach of the year for a reason. You worked really hard at it and you were intentional and authentic. And you created an engagement. I loved what you said at the very beginning. It's like, what's the point of having millions of followers if they're not really interested in your content? So it's better to have quality followers than, you know, just lookers, um, wires, watchers. Anyway, I just, I, I really wanted to point that out for everybody because, um, and you know, I have the book, I read it a few years ago and it's still true today. You know, that it is how often do you post it's jab, 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 and, and then hook, but really all those jabs and all those hooks, it still has to come from experience. Like it, your content is what you're going through. You're not just cutting and pasting from someone else's um, account. You've, 
done this. So um, anyway, on to the last question. And I don't know how Keyshawn's been doing it in the last few months in terms of, you know, how your life has changed in the last eight years, which it it can, you know, you can answer this question how you like, how it's been rewarding for you or, or what your superpower is. I'd like to ask you a question about health esteem. Like as we are moving into body and our, that is our category now, we are body. And we're also in, uh, we're not health and fitness anymore, we're health esteem. Um, what does that mean to you? And how is that changing or how is it just staying the same with your community? I feel, you know, honestly, I feel like it's staying the same because if there's one thing that I learned, I mean, I started Beachbody over 10 years ago now, and I started it because I wanted to look good in a bikini. And then when I became a mom, it became more about, I want to be healthy. I want to set a really good example for my kids. But what I didn't know when I first got started is that this journey is about so much more than just losing weight. It's about learning to love the process and love the journey because that is the only way that you are going to consistently be able to show up and do this every single day. And I feel like health esteem is the true gift that we get to share with our customers. They might be signing up because they see our results or they want to have those results, but we get to share this health esteem along the way and we get to teach them how it's more about the mindset that you have and all of the amazing things that come along with getting results and learning to love the journey and getting healthy. I love it so much and I appreciate you so much. And because all of the people that were listening today I'm, they're all thinking I'm going to give them a prize. The prize is that you got the truth from Tosh on how to, you know, create more engaged, a more engaged community and to really study what you're doing and what you're sharing. So um, the podcast will be up later and this is up for rewatch. But this is a call you want to save for a long, long time because the algorithms may change, but Tasha's behaviors haven't changed over eight years. Okay, so she's still a product of the product. She's still connecting with her audience. She's still giving the truth. Um, and everybody on this call today wants to know when you do take a breath. When do you breathe? Because you went on along. And I think Sundays is when you breathe. Like you don't breathe yeah. the whole week. And then Sunday you don't get on social media. Well, That's that break for me is so important because, and I think this is so true, you know, my mom shared this quote with me the other day and my mom's actually watching right now. I have to pull this up because Yay, mom. Good quote, um, but it was basically, and now I can't find it. Of course, here it is. It says working hard for something we don't care about is called stress, but working hard for something we love is called passion. And I can't see who said it. So if somebody knows who quoted that, please put it in the comments, but it's so true. I love this so much. I feel so blessed that this is what I get to do every single day. I look forward to work every single day. Yes, it's important to have that work family life balance, but I like, I get excited to do this. I, I just love it so much. And but taking that day off on Sunday really gives me that time to recuperate, to spend time with my family. I put all of my work aside and then I'm so excited and energized to show up on Monday and do it all over again. But really having that passion for what you do. And honestly, that starts with you. It starts with your own health and fitness. And 
I am not going to cry. I'm a cry. So I can't cry when I say this, but it's so true that, you know, I have lost after I had my daughter, I lost a hundred pounds, which is really, it was really hard to do that. And you know, if you're getting any type of results, you want to help other people. And it's such a gift that I can teach other people how to do this too, and how to find joy in doing it and how to have that health esteem and teach them like how you can transform your life the same way I did. That has been losing a hundred pounds changed my life. And I get to help other women do that. And I get to make that impact. And I'm so passionate about helping other women that I love to do this. And I feel like sometimes I don't even have to take a breath, but yes, it is important. I do rest on sleep. <laughs> okay. Well, everybody now has just let a collective, you know, exhale. So um, congratulations on an incredible year. And this year also is starting out really huge. You spoke at NLC. Uh, you're now going to a cab meeting at Sundance in uh, Utah. And then on March 4th, you are going to be in the Body Champagne Gala, which I talked about at the beginning of the call. Everybody needs to tune in to that one on March 4th. Thank you so much. Stick around. I'm going to end the call and we'll talk for a second. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Have a great week.